Welcome back to Conservative Conversations. I'm Reed. And I'm Frank. And today we're going to be talking about the post-elections. And let's just jump right into it, because it was certainly not uh, as we expected, for sure. No, I mean, I'd say we were right about a few things, but not about much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for instance, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next Speaker of the House. Right. Yep. So we got that right. Yep. We uh, The Republicans will have the majority in the House of Representatives, albeit a very slim majority. Yeah. Right now, as it sits, I have it as at 217 to 206. Yeah, not still not quite all the races have been called, which yeah. is crazy. And we're recording a week after the election. Today's but even little, at that number, though, that's plus eight. That's that's up eight seats. Right. So, I mean, we still did get a little bit of a win, a red trickle. Right. Yep, that's the, what I kept seeing after. Maybe a red stream. <laughs> the red trickle. Maybe. Red stream. Yeah, it was certainly a bit of a disappointment that it wasn't the red wave or red tsunami that everybody thought it was going to be. Or like hoped for, or, right? You know, the bloodbath. Yeah, I have that. But um, yeah, it uh, red tsunami. Yes, red you. tsunami. <laughs> and some people, you know, uh, like right after the elections happened, the first couple days, you know, the people I typically watched, a lot of them like were outraged and furious. That we had lost, which I get under and certainly understand being disappointed about. I certainly was, but I don't really get all the outrage because we had the same terrible candidates going in as we did coming out. And I feel like the only people to be outraged at was the voters. Well, I mean, I kind of get that, but I don't know. I feel some outrage because... It's like deja vu all over again sure. in some re- respects. I right. mean, if you look at Michigan, it seems like it just keeps getting bluer and bluer and bluer. How can that be? Right. I don't understand it. I truly don't get it. And then if you look at Arizona, we have like a sort of repeat down there. Right. And Katie Hobbs, who was just deemed unfit or incompetent, I think that's what it was, the word. She was deemed incompetent as being Secretary of State by the Supreme Court of the state. Just got a promotion to being governor. I mean, that's mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there are some aspects to be outraged about, but a lot of what I was seeing was outrage just towards a lot of the candidates for being so terrible, but you should have been outraged before, I suppose. Well, people need to vote more. Yeah. People don't vote enough in the primaries, you know? Right. That's how we wind up with these crappy candidates like Mehmet Oz. Right. I mean, he sure had the money, but yeah. what else? He He's not recognized amongst Pennsylvanians as being a Pennsylvanian. Right. So, and he's not terrible even candidate. Well, sure. Just a, attention-seeking, right. you know, rich type. Right. 
So, I mean, I get that, but David, I mean, excuse me, John Fetterman is no candidate, as we said. I mean, it's sort of sad, just like it is for the country that we elected a brain-dead president. Mm -hmm. They have this brain-dead senator. Arizona's going to have a brain-dead governor. I mean, it's terrible what they've done. It is, it is. Um... I mean, we definitely did have some wins, though. Uh, a lot of people are talking about a few of the governorships that uh, we got to keep, and one in one case even flipped. Um, in Nevada, they elected the Republican governor candidate, uh, which is good, and we got to keep uh, Florida pretty handily in Ohio. Yeah, Florida, DeSantis won by like 20 points. Right, yeah. Pretty, pretty handedly. Yeah. So there are good things and bad things about the results so far, and it's still not even over. It's gonna uh, the Senate race in Georgia comes down to a runoff again. Oh, and there we have deja vu. Yep, another again. case. Yep. I mean, last time we didn't have phenomenal candidates either. But right. if you look at this Walker versus Warnock thing, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a clear choice, and how it's going into another runoff. And the the fact that Georgia even has that law is it Georgia or it's yeah. one of the Carolinas or something? It's Georgia. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But the fact that they even do that, like they did with Kelly Leffler, and mm-hmm. the way they do this, I mean, it's dragging people to come out and vote a third time. Right. I mean, it's sort of ridiculous. Yeah. People are already supposed to vote in the primaries, but mostly don't. Then people get out and vote in the general, and then it's called into question. So mm-hmm. they have to go out and vote again. Right. I mean, it's almost like a deterrent in and of itself, you know, that less people are probably going to go vote. Right. It's not going to really clarify the issue. Yeah. I mean, this, I feel like, is sort of one thing, uh, you know, that I think some Republicans can agree with in certain aspects with the Democrats wanting to do some kind of federal uh, election reform. Now, I don't think they should be run on a federal level like the, the Democrats do, but maybe organize at least some kind of standard where it's not like each state has their own random, you know, backwards way of doing stuff because a lot of people point out, like in Florida, when you vote in Florida, we get the results the same day. Yeah, so why? but in Arizona, it takes... Three or four. Right. And why, I mean, why can't it be basically made law that you have to structure your elections however you see fit, but they have, you have to be able to provide the results. Within a certain timeline or structure or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Because it it is pretty crazy how, I know. Like you were talking about, it just some of these places it takes. It's a week later. We still don't officially know in some cases. One plus, I mean, it seems almost frivolous to me. But if there's some kind of rule that says somebody doesn't get fifty percent of the vote, Mm -hmm. but fifty percent of the the electorate didn't even show up, how could such a rule apply? Yeah, it should be based on the electorate. So it should be over fifty percent of the votes cast. Not, you know, I mean, I just don't understand what that rule is. Neither of them got 50%. How could that be? Uh, well, I guess in this case, there is 
uh, there's a third party candidate. So, you know, if all the votes split up among the three and nobody got the whole 50. Yeah, but you could do a thing called waiting like they do in college classes. Right. Imagine you took out that segment, you know, that voted for the third candidate and sort of split it evenly amongst the two and then see who had a 50 percent. Uh, I don't see why you'd have to sure. bring the populace back a third time to vote. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, that is kind of silly. They should just change it in general, like we're talking about. Yeah, it is kind I of, mean, it's ridiculous. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, that's really voter suppression, because who's going to want to come out for the third time to vote? Right. Good point. You're right. probably going to get a smaller sampling of the voting yeah. populace. You know, it's more time for potential fraud to right. occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. Nope. But that's that is the way it's structured, though. In our country currently, each state can have their hodgepodge ways of doing it. Yeah. So it seems like we really need that seat, though. Oh, We'd better yeah. pray for Herschel Walker. I mean. Right. Well, unfortunately, at this point, it's just going to be a seat to keep a 50-50 split. Yeah, but we need even that. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, uh, <laughs> it sucks that it's not even going to be a But at a least that will allow us to practically cripple. Yeah, it, it definitely hampers the administration. Their, yeah, some. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am glad we got to, got to flip over the house where... A lot of the like spending bills have to be passed through. We can hopefully rein that in with the uh, yeah. Kevin McCarthy as Speaker majority. I speaker mean, House. I think he definitely deserves it. I've said it before, probably when I predicted this. I think he's been okay, especially under Trump. He was all right. Yeah, not, not the greatest, but he was all right. He's been he working at California. it for a while, huh? I say he's been working at it for a while. Yeah. But um, Pelosi's out. Yeah. So we have that to be happy about. Yes. But, but exactly. I think if you remember a story that was leaked earlier in the year about her possibly becoming the ambassador to Italy. <laughs> do you remember uh, that? No, I don't think to I Rome? do. To Rome? She's going to be like the ambassador to Rome or something. Oh, because she's so such like the that. devout Catholic? Yeah. Oh, man. Yep, and I bet you that's probably going to happen. I'll uh, predict it now, now that she's out. She's uh, going to move right in to her <laughs> ambassadorship. Uh-huh. I mean, a woman like that being in politics so long doesn't leave so easily. I shouldn't say just a no, woman, even but a when person, she should. a person like that. Even when she should. I mean, right. like her, she can't leave her husband unattended. I mean, <laughs> he's had a couple accidents. Right. You know? <laughs> couple incidents maybe, yeah i should say and who knows i don't know what's going on in their lives but sure maybe she shouldn't go over there and take this ambassadorship and leave him unattended but right it's not for me to say poor right. poor old girl she's she, she'll she'll figure it out for herself yeah uh <laughs> we'll see well, uh i don't know is she do you know if she's in the middle of her term it ends in January. Okay, so she's not even going to be a, a representative. 
I don't know. Oh, okay. I just know that her term speakership. as speaker, yeah, yeah her speakership's okay. going to end in January. Gotcha. I, I do understand your larger question, but no, I don't know that. Right. Huh. I have to look into that. I feel like we've tried to but ask they have each short other terms, before. don't they? I think it's only yeah. like two or four years. Two years. Yep. Two years. So, yeah, it's probably over. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, I heard that um, some flush, people were... Flush, 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 <laughs> Some people were talking about uh, Jim Jordan also trying to bid for the uh, speaker. But I saw on an article that I guess we'll have to link now, but I saw that the Republicans already voted. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I figured they would anyway vote for McCarthy no matter what. I just thought it was kind of interesting to hear him, either himself put his name out there or whoever. It'd be good for him, but I don't know. McCarthy's kind of distanced himself from Trump a little bit, right. and I don't know that Jordan's done that. Yeah, I don't think he has so much. Definitely not as much as McCarthy. Yeah, and plus McCarthy's got the experience. and Right. Yeah, and I feel like that's another thing I wanted to talk about is <laughs> a lot of people are, of course, talking about Trump and these elections. And a friend of mine... And text me something the other day. I wish I remember exactly what I said, but it had to do with Trump and uh, how everybody's mad at him. Yeah. And my response was, I moved on from him a long time ago. I think he was the right man at the right time, uh, but now his time is over and we need to move on. For me, I really think it was January sixth, and yeah. you know, I don't really want to get into all that. Sure. Because I'm not super conspiratorial or whatever, but I think that is what they effectively did with that day. Whoever they are, whoever orchestrated that stuff that happened that day, it really tarnished Trump, sure. in my opinion. Um, right. So, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, when it comes to... I don't know if you were trying to lead into this or not, but it kind of does. Um, I think DeSantis is our best hope right. for 2024 and right. going forward to, to win back the presidency and to make big gains. I think we should strive in his wake mm-hmm. and let him move on, move forward. Right. Did you hear his uh, little speech he gave when they declared he had won? Yes. <laughs> and the crowd was chanting two more years. Yep. Two <laughs> more years. Was, yeah, I thought that was funny. That's great. Yeah. I, I definitely don't uh, see why he wouldn't try to go for the presidency. But I also see the good argument I've heard some people make that uh, having him stick in the government, sh- the governorship in Florida would still be pretty good. And I think it would be good. And I've said that argument myself before. I've agreed, mm-hmm. agreed with that. But at this point, I Who think else? Trump has no hope. Right. I mean, just personally. I don't either. And I don't know who else right. could do it. I don't think I can name anybody else either at the moment. And especially, I think you'll see again over these next two years leading up to mm-hmm. that, I think there's just going to be total gridlock in Washington. Yeah. Total gridlock. I think people are going to be even more inflamed 
upset about the goings on because even if let's say one party wants to have quick reaction, Mm -hmm. you're not going to see any quick government reaction to anything. Everything's going to be slow, bogged down. It's going to take time. There's not going to be any quick healing to people's wounds or Mm -hmm. need of aid or, or whatever. So I think somebody like DeSantis who's shown how to make government work, how to, Mm -hmm. how to make the economy fight, you know, and, and hum and Mm -hmm. sing. I think he'd have a great case for all of America to say, Hey, we can whip this into shape, get this going. Right. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think so. He's, you know, he knows how to fight on multiple fronts, like, you know, the political, economical, and the cultural. Yeah. And I think he does a good job of it Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but with the the gridlock that you're talking about, I was gonna try to squeeze in the comment that uh, every now and then a uh, good bit of gridlock in government's healthy for the people, or healthy for government because they do too much sometimes, and they need to, you know, it's partly designed that way that it's supposed to be sort of a long, you know, arduous process to get new legislation passed. Well, I think you're exactly right, but. Let me find my notes on this because I just wonder, I mean, the House, they're probably, you know, I've said before, it's the nature of the House that they do these little show trials. Yeah. So they're going to be doing that. They're going to be dragging up the Hunter Biden, the mm-hmm. laptop stuff, the putting um, Joe Biden himself under a microscope and, and you know, trying to really scrutinize him. Mm-hmm. Um, there might even be possible impeachment hearings. I don't think that's going to happen. There could be. It originates in the house. It does. It does. Uh, if they do it, I don't think it'd be wise. Yeah, but I think we might be headed towards that sort of tit for tat, ridiculous behavior that doesn't win favor amongst Americans. Right. So I sort of wonder. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I totally agree with you that gridlock is sometimes a good thing. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. But I've also seen such positions be spoiled before, too, sure. because they're not seen as favorable amongst Americans. They're just seen as being the sort of thorn in the federal government's side. Well, I think that's part of the, the age we live in, where a lot of people expect our government to always be doing something. Well, I think at this point, <laughs> it, it should be doing something, but... They need to be taking corrective action. Sure. It's just hard without a majority. I mean, it's one of those things. You're sort of stuck, sort of darned if you do and darned if you don't kind of thing. Because you need a true majority to make actual change. It's hard to work within the system. Yeah. But we'll just have to see what comes of it, I I imagine. Yeah. Hopefully they don't just do a bunch of show trials that go nowhere and Mm -hmm. make a lot of Americans angry. Right. Yeah, I mean, Kevin McCarthy has his, I believe he calls it his commitment to America uh, he's talked about. Yeah, Uh, it's that old ripoff of, uh, what's his name, Newt Newt Gingrich. uh He made that contract with America. Oh, yeah. They sent it out in the, uh, like, Reader's Digest or the time, or what is it, the channel guide huh i'm pretty sure 
Wow. <laughs> I don't think I'm making that up. Hey, they put it out in the channel guide. I, the I TV guide. believe it. But uh, uh, hopefully Kevin McCarthy will be able to hold himself to his own commitment to America. <laughs> we'll see that. Wow. That'd be something. Yeah. I'll hope and pray about it, but um, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Right. I will definitely pray about him. Sure. I mean, I definitely wish him luck, even though I feel like I have said on this on the show before that I, he's definitely not my favorite. The other day, when uh, they, I was watching a clip of him, I just couldn't help but to shout out loud, You're so phony! I he just, is. I just get such a phony vibe from him sometimes. But he does. He works hard for the cause. He does work for you know, the conservative movement. He says movement. the right things yeah. from time to time. And he does the right things from time from to time. From time to time. He's a hard hitter yeah. when he wants to be. Ex- yeah, I mean, he's. I'll still certainly around. wish him luck and pray for him, but yeah, I exactly. just, he just gives me the chills in a right. way, though, yeah. too. Yep. He's been in the fight for too long. Right. Tell you that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what else I have to say too much about the election. It was a big disappointment. Didn't go as well as we'd hoped. Well, I'll just say part of the disappointment is that it's not all decided even yet. Sure, yeah. It's still ongoing. Right. And that's part of the problem, as we were talking about before. Um. I mean, we'll almost have to do a follow-up to this right. just to finally say what the conclusive results are. Yep, the Georgia runoff election, I believe, is December 6th, somewhere around that time, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right to me because I it know— It does f- sound right. It sounds right to me, too. Yeah, because I know the 4th is a Sunday, so that would mean— It'll be before Tuesday. the new Congress is sat. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And folks, if you want to give us your opinions uh, while you're listening to what we're saying, tweet at us on Twitter, at Contempt Conserve. And uh, speaking of the runoff um, and before the, the you know change in the Congress, I hear that some people are wanting uh, uh, Mitch McConnell to, to wait on the vote for minority leader until after the runoff election. So in the case that Herschel Walker wins, that he could get a vote. Have you heard about that? No, but I find that very interesting, yeah. and I think it's only duly fair. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. I'm not sure how much of a difference it would really make, but yeah, I think it would be fair and would make sense for him to do that. Do you think there's some point there about how McConnell may not be the minority? Um, the only other name I've heard people talk about is Rick Scott, and I don't really know too much about Rick Scott. I would say humbug to that. Sure. So uh, I definitely expect McConnell to be the minority leader, and I mean, I'm sure... Uh, I could probably come up with better names, but... I don't know. I think the list is poor. Well, uh, I imagine the names you could give, and I think the list is poor. I wouldn't want any of them, because I doubt you'd say the one, Paul. Would you say Paul? I probably would. Really? How far down the list? Uh, 
if I was going to pick somebody else other than McConnell to be the minority leader, but I mean more like who would who could actually take McConnell's position? Oh, um, like who would have who would fit if not McConnell? I think the next one in line would be Graham. Yeah, um, I could agree with that. I mean, I think it would be down the list that you get to Paul, right? Sure. I mean, if we're talking about how uh, easily I think other the other members would vote for him, I I don't think he'd rank too high. Mm-mm. On my short list, he'd be like number one. Rand Paul. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness yeah. sakes, alive. But um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? But that you're dreaming, Alice. That's of course, going to happen. Um, what a shame, too. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, I mean, I certainly haven't been paying to attention to politics for much more than ten years. But anytime McConnell's been in the minority, he as the minority leader, he seems to do a pretty decent job at holding up the uh, you know opposing administrations. Uh, well, almost perfectly yeah. so, but it. it, it it depends on how far into that you want to go. Because sure. you know I don't agree with what he did with Merrick Garland. I'm glad he did it. Yeah. Right. But I don't agree with it. Sure. I think it's what's really frustrated a lot of modern politics. Right. I must blame a lot of this on him. And I'm sure a bunch of these little liberal young girls with their hair dyed blue would agree with me. Right. I think a lot of them are equally to blame. Sure. Definitely. Definitely. So it's sort of sad. Here we're going to have McConnell as minority leader again and, yeah. and Kevin McCarthy as majority leader. And all we can do is hope and pray that they'll, so they'll, they'll do, do their good. roles well. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Deja vu. It pretty much is deja vu. That's the theme, theme of the show. Deja vu. Yep. Election 2022. Same as before. Yep. But yeah, hopefully we'll you know they'll do well as we we're saying, and they could be effective at stopping the worst parts. You of... know, I'll say one more thing if I may. Sure. It's sort of ever since it happened, it's become when Nancy Pelosi said we have to pass it to find out what's in yep. it. Yep. It's almost like that's what Congress Everybody, does anymore. Yeah, that's how that's all that everything happens. We won't know the new Congress until it is sat. <laughs> we can't tell you who's in Congress until it's locked in on election er, on Congressional Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. January first, when, when they swear them in. <laughs> yep. We don't know who's going to be there. <laughs> they don't even know. <laughs> it's terrible. It's they're truly all, terrible. They're all going to show up same day, and they're going to be told, if you get a card, welcome. If you don't, go home. <laughs> it is. It's like a bachelorette kind yeah. of thing. You, know? you get the rose. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, goodness. That's the state of our politics, folks. It's awful. Yeah. But we'd always be hopeful that... Uh, some good will come. Some, yes, exactly. Some good will come. God willing. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep watching. Yeah, of course. That's that's what we do here. And um, I think with that, uh, I don't have any further comments. 
I can't say I do either. Well, I've exhausted my notes. Then, listeners, we, if you have any comments, we'd love to hear you. Again, you can tweet at us on Twitter, at ContemptConcern. You can send us an email. You can find those email addresses in the show notes. And be sure to check out our website, ContemporaryConservative.net, for more content. We would love to hear from you soon. And as always, thanks for listening.